Shalom to all. Today's daf is Yumadaf Nun Gimel, and we are starting the top line, the third to last word on the line. And we are in the middle of discussing the Avaita the Kain Gadol with the Ktairas Anyam Kippur. The Gemara tells us, Tanarban, we have a Brisa. The Pasak says, And he shall place the Ktairas on the fire in front of Hashem. What do we learn from here? He shouldn't prepare the Ktairas on the outside and then bring it in, meaning he shouldn't put the Ktairas on the coals outside the Kashkadashim and then bring it into the Kashkadashim. This is in order to counteract or to take out from the hearts of the Tzedukim. This is to do away with their shita. They say, that you actually do prepare the Ktaris on the outside and then bring it into the Kashkadashim. The Gemara asks, my darsh, what exactly is their drasha that they say this? The Pasuk tells us, ki except with the cloud, I will appear on the Kapiras. And this is when Aaron Akon was told by Moshe that he is not allowed to go into the Kashkadashim anytime he wants. He's only allowed to go in, ki Kapiras. And this anon is referring to the cloud or the smoke of the Ktaris. Melami, this teaches us, say that Tzedukim, that he prepares it on the outside and then he goes in. It already says in a different passage that he shall place the Ketaris on the fire in front of Hashem. So obviously he has to do it in the Kesh not outside. So so what do we do with the passage of that teaches us he has to put which is this herb that makes the smoke rise up. He has to put this herb in the Ketaris. But it does not teach us that he prepares the Ketaris from the outside and brings it in. The Brasa continues How do we know that Mal Ashen has to be placed in the Ketaris? Shinemar says in the passage and the passage concludes and the cloud of the Ketaris shall cover the Kapiris and he won't die. And we learn from here if he didn't put Mala Ashen inside or if one of the spices of the Ketaris is missing the Gemara asks for why don't we learn that he's Chayv Misa because he's going in a an empty going in meaning without purpose if he goes in with the Ketaris missing a spice that means he's not allowed to bring that Ketaris he has to go back out and get proper Ketaris which means he just went to the Kaddish Kedashim without being allowed to that's a Biyar Ekanis and that's why he should be Chayv Misa so Amar Sheshas he answers Hachamayskinin what are we talking about over here Kigansha Shagag Babia he was a Shagag he inadvertently went in not realizing that he had this Kataris with him but Vehezid Bakhtara he intentionally brought this Kataris once he realized that he had the not proper Kataris so he intentionally brought it and he's going to be Chayv Misa for that whereas Ravashi Amar he says we could say that he was intentional with both of these acts so how could it be that he's Chayv only for that Kataris and not for going in Kigan for example the Ailshte Haktaris he brought two Haktaris in meaning he brought two portions of Kataris in one of them was full, it was the regular Kataris, and one of them was missing a spice. He's not chai for going in to Ayel Ishlema because he brought in a proper Kataris, and he could bring that technically. He would be chai for the Aktara to come to Kataris Chasera because at the end of the day, he brought Kataris that wasn't proper and was missing a spice. And now we go back to the Brisa where we had said, How do we know that Mal Ashan has to be placed into it? The Pasuk says, Vikisa. Asks in the Gemara, We need one Pasuk for another Pasuk. The Brisa started out telling us, that's teaching us that he has to put Mala Ashen in it. So why is it that the Bryson needs to bring another Pasuk to tell us that we have to have Mala Ashen in it? We already have a Pasuk for that. So Amar Yesef, he says, this is really what the Bryson is saying, I only know that we can use the leaf of the Mala Ashen plant and put that in to have the smoke go up. We say that the leaf is really the best part of the plant to use, and therefore we would have Havim, that we're only allowed to use the leaf. How do we know that we could use the root of the Mala Ashen plant? That's why we have another Pasuk. Amar Abai, he asked him, we have the exact opposite in the Brisa. Titania the Brisa says, He would place the root of the Mala Ashen plant inside. The smoke would go straight up like a staff until it reached the ceiling of the Kashkadashim. Once it reached the ceiling, it would slowly make its way down the walls until the entire bias, meaning the entire Kashkadashim, was full of smoke. Shanemar says in the Pasuk, that the house was full of smoke. 
So we see that really the root is the better part to put in. So Ella Amr Abai, Abai tells us, this is what our Abai is saying, I only know that I'm allowed to use the root of the Malashan plant because that's the best. How do we know we could use the leaf of the Malashan plant? That's why we have the Pasuk of Vikisa, a second Pasuk. Rav Amr, he has a different reason why we need two Pasukim. I only know that Malashan has to be put into the Kataris in the oil in the Midbar, meeting in the Mishkan in the Midbar. How do we know that Malashan has to be put into the Kataris in the Mishkan and Shiloi and in the Beis HaMekdash? We learn that out from a different Pasuk. So we say, you're right, El Hachikamer, this is really what it's saying. I only know that Malashan has to be added to the Kataris on Yom Kippur. How do we know that Malashan has to be put into the Kataris throughout the rest of the year? Kataris is brought every single day. So we have this Pasuk. Ravashi Amr, he says, One is to teach that there's a mitzvah to do it. The other is to teach us that there's an equal, a necessary component. And if it's not put in, then you can't bring that Kataris. Rav Amr, he says, One is to teach the punishment, and one is to teach the warning before the punishment. And Tanya, we have a Brisa, which is the same thing. Rebbe Lazar, he teaches us, yamas, that teaches us, Einesh, the punishment. Kibe azhara, that's the azhara. Yachol, you might think, that both of these Pesukim were said before the death of the sons of Aaron. Remember, they brought Kataris and Hakamas HaMishkan, and they died for bringing that Kataris. So you might think that both of these Pesukim were said before they died. That's why the Pesuk says, that the Pesuk was said afterwards. Yachol, you might think, that both these Pesukim were said after they died. That's why the Pesuk says, which implies that it was said beforehand. Ask the Gemara, how can this be understood? The Pesuk of the Azhar was said before they died, and the Oynish was said after they died. My Talmudah asked the Gemara, what's the Jerasha, meaning how do we know that the Pesuk of the Azhar was said before they died? Amaravi says, Amarkar, the Pesuk tells us, So what's the Jerasha? The Pesuk of Kibe Anon, which is the Azhar, is being darshaned as Kibe Anon Eira'e, with the cloud, I will be seen, but I have not yet been seen. We know that the Kvayt Hashem rested on the Mishkan right before Nadav and Aviyu brought the Kitaris. It must be that this Pasuk of Azhara was stated before that. Now the Gemara asks, Yanish, So why were they punished if the Pasuk of the Azhara and the Einish weren't said before they died? The Gemara answers, He teaches us, The only reason why they died is because they passed in the Allah in front of Maisha the Rebbe and they didn't ask him. My Darsh, what did they darshan and passed in front of Maisha Rabbeinu? And the sons of Aaron the Kain shall place fire on the Mizbech. And they said as follows, Even though fire comes down from Shemaim, it's still a mitzvah to bring from us. So we have to bring our own fire. We have to bring Kataris. And even though the Joshua was not wrong, Rashi says, since they didn't ask Mesh Rabbeinu and they passed in this halacha, acted on it without asking Mesh Rabbeinu, that's why they were Chayv Misa. And the Meshad said, that when he finished the Kataris in the Kesh Kedashim, he went out the same way he came in, meaning he walks backwards. Menanim Eli, how do we know this? Asked the Gemara. How do we know that he walked backwards out of the Kesh Kedashim? Amr Shmuel Bar Nechemeni, Amr Bianisan. Amr Karl the Pasuk tells us, and Shlema came to the Bama in Givain, Yerushalayim. This is talking about Shlema going from Yerushalayim to Givain to bring Karbanis on the Bama in Givain. This is obviously before the Beis HaMekdash was built. And the Gemara asks, What does Givain have to do with Yerushalayim? They're very far from each other. We compare his leaving Givain, going back to Yerushalayim, from the way he came from Yerushalayim to Givain. The same way that when he went from Yerushalayim to Givain, he was facing the Bama, that's his direction of coming. That was his direction, so he was facing the Bama. So too, when he left Givain to go back to Yerushalayim, his face was facing the Bama the same way he came, again, which is facing the Bama. So we see that he walked backwards. So too, the Kaihanim, when 
they're doing their avayda. The Levim meduchanim and the Levim when they're on their duchan playing their musical instruments. The Yisraelim amadam and Yisraelim when they're at their maimed. This is the Yisraelim that stood in the base of Mikdash at the time of Hakravas Karbanos. Kishayniftarim when they depart from their avayda, loy hayumachzirim paneim vahilchin. They don't turn their faces. They don't turn around and then go. El mitzadim paneim vahilchim. They turn to the side and then they go. V'chein talmud nifter mirabai. A talmud taking leave of his rebbe. Loy achzir paneim vahilch. He shouldn't turn around and leave. El mitzadim paneim vahilch. He can turn his face to the side and then go. Kiyad Rabbi Lazar, just like Rabbi Lazar, Karhava Mifter Munez Rabbi Yechanan, when he would take leave of Rabbi Yechanan, his Rabbi, Karhava by Rabbi Yechanan Seguye, if Rabbi Yechanan was the one that wanted to leave, Havagachin Kai Rabbi Lazar Haduchte, Rabbi Lazar would stand and bow down in his place, Ada Havimich Rabbi Yechanan Mine, until Rabbi Yechanan was completely covered from him, meaning until he couldn't see Rabbi Yechanan anymore. The Karhava by Rabbi Lazar Seguye, when Rabbi Lazar wanted to walk away from his Rabbi, Havaka Azal Achare, he would walk backwards, Ada Mechsi Munez Rabbi Yechanan, until he was completely covered from Rabbi Yechanan, meaning until Rabbi Yechanan couldn't see him anymore, then he could turn around. Rava, Karhava Mifter Mined Rav Yosef, when Rava took leave of Rav Yosef, his Rebbe, Hava Azla Khari, he would walk backwards, Adam Nagfan Kare, until his legs got all banged and bruised, Umitavsan Askupsa Debe Rav Yosef Demayo, and all the thresholds of the house of Rav Yosef were covered with blood. Nun Gimolam Bez on the top, Amrulay the Rav Yosef, they told Rav Yosef, Hachi Ovid Rava, this is what Rava does. Rav Yosef was blind, he couldn't even see what Rava was doing, so they told Rav Yosef what Rava does. Amrulay, so Rav Yosef told Rava, Yehe Rava should be Hashem's will, the Tarum Reshach Akula Karcha, that he should elevate your head over the entire city, meaning he should appoint you to be the Rosh Hashiva because of this great honor that you've shown to Tyra. And a similar halacha of showing respect, Amr Abel Alexandri, Amr Abishua ben Levi, Hamaspal, someone that's down Esrei, and he's finished, he has to take three steps backwards, that's a show of respect for Hashem. And only then he could say, And Amr Abel Mordechai, he says, Once a person does take these three steps back after Shemayna Esrei, he has to stay right there for a while before he walks back, meaning before he walks forward. This is comparable to a Talmud who's taking leave of his Rebbe. If he returns right away, he takes leave of him and then walks back right away. This is comparable to a dog that goes over to his throw-up. He threw up and then he walked away and then walked back to the throw-up. That's the same thing. That's a sign of disrespect to the Rebbe. Are you leaving? Are you coming? What are you doing? Make up your mind. Therefore, once he takes three steps back, he should wait for a little bit and only then he can walk forward because that's a clear indication that he's finished talking. We have a similar Brayso. Someone's down Shemayin Ezra and he's finished. He has to take three steps back. And then he says, Oysa Shalom. If he didn't do that, it was better that he shouldn't have davened because clearly he doesn't realize who he's standing in front of. He doesn't know how to respect Hashem properly, so he shouldn't have davened in the first place. And in the name of Shemaya, they said, He should first say, Oysa Shalom, bowing to his right, and then he bows to his left, and then he continues. Shemayin says in the Pesach, From his right hand, a fiery tire was given to them. So we see the right hand is very chashev, the right side is chashev. But Aymer, another Pasuk says, Yipal mitzidcha elef, a thousand will fall from your left side, revava miminecha, and ten thousand from your right. So we see that the right is very chashev. Ask the Gemara, Maiva Aymer, why do we have to have another Pasuk? We already said, miminoi eish das referring to Hashem's right hand. So the Gemara answers, v'chitem urchadimoso hilomesavimin. You might say that the fact that Hashem gave the tire in his right hand, that's not anything special, because it's urchadimoso. It's normal to give something with your right hand. Tashma, that's why we brought another Pasuk, Yipal mitzidcha elef, and clearly we see that the left hand is a thousand and the right hand is ten thousand. So from that pasuk we see very clearly that the right hand is greater than the left hand. And Rava Chaziel Rava saw that Abai he had given Shalom to his right side first, meaning he bowed towards the right and said, "Isa Shalom, my love." Amalei Rava told Abai, "Me seriously, Mindi Dach, do you think that you're supposed to bow towards your right? I say you should bow to your left. Because that's the right of Hashem. If you're facing Hashem, then your left side is Hashem." Hashem's right side, and that's the proper way to do it.
do it. And Amr of Chiyah of Huna, Chazinul Hu Labai Verava, the Pasi Luhu Shalosh Pesius Bekriya Achas. We saw Abai and Rava that they would take these three steps back in one bow, meaning they were bowing the whole time while they took these three steps back. And we said in the Meshnah Mispal Tefilah Katsara Beis Achitzon, the Kain Gadol after he left the Kaddish Kedoshim in the Beis Achitzon in the Heichol he would daven a short Tefilah. The Gemara asked My Matzli, what would he daven? Rava Bar of Ada, the Ravin Bar of Ada, Chavayim Mishmed the Rav Amri, both of them saying the name of Rav. He would say the following: Yehiratzim Lofanecha Hashem Lekenu. It should be your will. Should Heishanazu Geshuma Ushachuna. This year should be rainy and hot. Asks the Gemara. Shachuna Mal Yusahi. Is it good for the year to be hot? So Ela Ema. Really, what he says is Im Shachuna to Heigeshuma. If it's going to be a hot year, it should be rainy. Rav Achabrei the Rav and Masayim Ba Mishmed Rav Yehuda. He concludes that what was the continuation of the Kain Gadol's Tefila? He said this in the name of Rav Yehuda. La Yaade Avid Shultim in the base Yehuda. May the one that has leadership not pass from the house of Yehuda. This is referring to the Rish Galusa that the Rish Galusa should always have power. Velayu Amach Yisrael Tzichem Lefarnes Amizeh. And your people Yisrael, they should not have to get parnasa one from another. They should all have sufficient parnasa. The prayer, the travelers should not be permitted to go in front of you. They used to daven that it shouldn't rain. They didn't want it to rain on them while they were walking. So the Kaingalu was asking that that tefillah should not be listened to. And a story: Reb Chanina ben Daisa, have a kaza b'orcha. Reb Chanina ben Daisa was going along the way. Shada mitra alei. It started raining on him. Amar he said as follows: Rebanish loylam, kala loylam kule benachas. The entire world, they're happy. They're in comfort right now. It's raining. V'chanina betzar, and Chanina should be in pain. It should rain on me. The Mefarshim explained that he was very poor. He didn't even have a coat, so he's davening Tashem to save him somehow. So pasuk mitra, the rain stopped. Ki asalabese when he got to his house, Amar he said as follows: Rebanish loylam, kala loylam kule betzar. Everyone's in pain. They want rain. V'chanina benachas, and Chanina should be in comfort. Rashi explains that he didn't have any fields, so he didn't really need the rain. So asamitra, it started raining. And Amar Yosef, what exactly does the tefillah of the Kayin Gadol help when we're dealing with Rav Chanin Ben Daisa? He has the ability to get it to stop raining and continue raining, so the tefillah of the Kayin Gadol doesn't help at all when we have Rav Chanin Ben Daisa here. But we see that the tefillah of the Kayin Gadol was that Hashem should not listen to these tefillahs of people walking along the way that would ask for it not to rain. And we had said in the mission that the Kayin Gadol should not dive in a long tefillah, it should be a short tefillah. Tan Rabbanan, Maisu Kayin Gadol Echad, there's a story of the Kayin Gadol, the Yerushalmi says, is talking about Shimon HaTzadik, Shaharach Betfilasoi, he was diving a lengthy tefillah. And his brothers, the Kahanim, decided they're going to go in after him. They're going to see what his story is. They started going in, and he was walking out at the same time. Amrulai, they asked him, Why is it that you elongated your tefillah? It was very long. Amrulahem, he told them, Is it hard for you that I daven for you and the base of shouldn't be destroyed? Amrulai, they told him, Don't be accustomed to do this. Because we learned, He shouldn't elongate his tefillah. So it's not to frighten everyone. And the reason why everyone would be frightened is because they were afraid that perhaps he didn't do that Vaita the Tires properly and he died in the Kaj Kadashim. Therefore, he should have a quick tefillah and then come out. Now, we had said in the previous Mishnah that in the second base of Mikdash, there wasn't an Arain. So now this Mishnah addresses how is it that Vaita the Tires was done when there's no Arain. Mishanital Arain, from when the Arain was taken, Evan Haisasham, there was a stone over there, Mimais Navim Rishainim, from the days of the earlier Navim, that's talking about David and Shmuel, Ushsiya Haisanikris, and it was called the Evan Shasiya, Gavayimanar Shalashat Spice. It was three fingers above the ground, the Allah and on that rock, that's where the Kayin Gadol will put the Kataras. And now we continue with Avaida. He walks out of the Kaj Kadashim. He would take the blood of the par from the Kayin that was stirring it. He would go into the place where he just entered. That's talking about going back into the Kaj Kadashim. And he would stand in the place that he stood. Talking about standing in between the poles of the Aran Kaidesh or in between where the poles of the Aran Kaidesh would be. And he sprinkled of this blood one above and seven below. He wouldn't try to sprinkle above and below, meaning he wasn't actually trying to get the blood on the Aaron Kaddish itself. He was like a Matzlif, and we're going to explain the Gemara what Matzlif.
Kislev is. And this is how he would count all of his sprinklings. Achas, one. This is talking about the one above. Achas va'achas, one and one. Meaning he counts the one that he just did above, and then he counts the new one that he did below. Achas ushtayim, one above. This is the second one below. Achas v'shalish, one above, and this is the third one below. And so on and so forth. Achas va'arba, achas v'chamish, achas v'shesh, achas v'sheva. Yatza, he went out of the Kodesh Kedashim v'yinuchal kanu zav shebehechol, and he would put it on the golden stand that was in the hechol. Have you lost sorry, now they brought him the goat. Shechata, he shechted it v'kibol mezrak hazdamay, and he caught its blood in a basin. Nechas makam shenechnas, he went into the place where he went previously. Again, he went back in the Kodesh Kedashim v'amar makam shamaid, and he stood in the place where he stood previously. Again, in the space in between the two poles. These are men who achas malav shavel mato. He again did seven sprinklings, one above, seven below, and once again v'kachayimayna. This is how he would count. Achas, achas va'achas, achas ushtaim, achas v'shalish, so on and so forth. Yatza, he went out. Vinichel kanazav hashenish shebehechol, and he would put the pitcher of goat's blood on the second golden stand that was in the hechol. Whereas Rabbi Yehudaimer, he argues and says, There was only one golden stand over there, so therefore, he would first take the dam of the par, and then he would put down the blood of the sayer. Now, according to everyone, he's going to take the blood of the par right now, and what does he do with it? He sprinkles it on the parechas, which really means towards the parechas, towards the aron, outside. So he's in the hechol, sprinkling the blood towards the parechas, opposite where the aron is, inside the kash kadashim. One above, seven below, and once again, he didn't have kavana, he wasn't sprinkling it on the parechas, he was sprinkling it towards the parechas, and this is how he would count, one, one and two, one and three, one and four, so on and so forth. And now once he was finished with the dam of the par, he would take the blood of the seir, and put the blood of the par down, and once again, he would sprinkle towards the parechas, which is opposite the aron, outside, again, he was in the hechol, the kash kadashim, one above, seven below, and he would count the way that he had counted previously. And now, he would take the blood of the par and pour it into the blood of the sayer, and he would take the full pitcher and put it into the empty one. And now we begin explaining the beginning of the Mishnah that had said, from when the Aaron was taken. Says the Gemara, our Mishnah does not say from when it was hidden away. The Mishnah says from when it was taken. This is actually according to the Mando Amar that the Aaron was exiled to Bavel and was not hidden away. The Tanya we have a Brice, the Rebbe he tells us, the Aaron was exiled to Bavel. Shunemer says in the Pasek, and at the turn of the year, King Nebuchadnezzar sent for and he had him brought, referring to King Yahyachin, he had him brought to Bavel, with the cherished Kaili of the house of Hashem, referring to the Aaron. So we see that the Aaron was exiled. And he agrees to Rebbe Lazar, that the Aaron was exiled to Bavel. Shunemer says in the Pasek, nothing will be left over, says Hashem. This word Davar is referring to the Aseris Hadibrais that was in the Aaron. Whereas Rebbe Huda Aimer, he says, the Aaron was Nignaz, was hidden away in its place, meaning in the Beis HaMikdash. Shunemer the Pasuk says, And the tips of the Badim, of the poles of the Aaron, were seen from the Kodesh, and they were not seen on the outside, and they were there until this very day. Either which way, we see very clearly from here that our mission is according to the Mando Amar, that the Aaron was taken and it was exiled to Bavel, and not like the Mando Amar that it was hidden in the Beis HaMikdash. We're going to stop here for the day, pick up tomorrow with discussing the Aaron, for now, Everyone should have a wonderful day.